Hey, you know, we had actually sunset the Ask Pat podcast, which means I'm not producing any more of those because we're focusing on our All Access Pass and SPI Pro and everybody in the community. We wanna give them even more time. Uh, however, I wanted to bring your attention to some of the more popular episodes in the Ask Pat backlog, and this is one of them. And today we are going to hear from Wendy Lewis. And it's again, you may, you may have missed this, which is why we're bringing it back up. But she is somebody in this episode who wanted to create an online course, but it was just, there's a lot to wrap your head around, right, when it comes to uh, building and creating and launching and marketing an online course. So you're gonna hear me coach Wendy through her course creation process and how to make it easier. And so if you've ever wanted to create an online course, but you just haven't pulled the trigger for some reason, this is for you. So remember, you can check out the entire backlog of over 1,200 episodes over at smartpassiveincome.com slash askpatch for more answers to your burning questions. But for right now, here is Wendy Lewis, who was featured in episode 1,181. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1,181 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today we're talking with Wendy Lewis, who was once working at a marketing and ad agency. She's a writer. She still writes. However, she started something with relation to a new passion with reflexology, helping a lot of people through the body. And what's really interesting is that in this conversation today, you're gonna to hear something that's very common amongst several entrepreneurs who are trying to create something new, that this thing is a very large, very tough project. And in Wendy's case, she wants to create an online course. And you'll hear her describe, I want you to pay attention to how she describes an online course before we start talking about the solutions to making this online course easier because as you'll find out as I talk about here in this conversation, things are often a lot easier than we think they should be. And there's a lot of things that I've learned over the years that I pass on to Wendy that I would love to pass on to you here as you're listening to this conversation as well. So whether it is an online course or something else that you want to create, let's get through it and let's get through it together. Here's Wendy Lewis. You can find her writing at wendyzlewis.com or her reflexology website at pranareflexology.com. Here we go. Wendy, welcome to Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing excellent. I'm really excited to help out, and I'm sure everybody else is excited to listen in and hear what's going on. So why don't you tell us what's going on and who you are and what you do? Sure. Okay, so who I am and what I do kind of will take a while, but <laughs> so strap, strap your seatbelt. I've worked in marketing and advertising for like 25 plus years, and I started out in ad agencies in New York City. And also, I tend to be what a lot of people call a scanner or a renaissance soul in that I have, I'm multi-passionate. I have many passions, many, many things that motivate me and that, and that I'm good at. A lot of people think that, well, you know, there's that saying, jack of all trades, master of none. I'm one of those people who like, I'm actually pretty good at a lot of things. And that's a blessing and a curse. Oh my God, it is. It is because the curse is that I have such a hard time focusing sometimes, which I want to talk to you about. So I've worked in marketing and advertising, mostly as a copywriter for 25 plus years. And at the same time that I was developing this advertising career, I also had this huge, deep passion for health and wellness, uh, fitness, inspiring people to be the best they can be, live their best lives. And the way that I did that a lot was through freelance writing when I could, 
but also teaching. I taught fitness for a while. And 20 years ago, I got certified in reflexology. At the same time that I was working in advertising, I had this reflexology business that has been going concurrently at the same time all through the years. Somewhere along the way, I realized that there weren't these two very different disciplines that I was doing. It was rather the common thread through all that I was doing was that I really wanted to help people and motivate people. And I had this passion for health and wellness. So I kind of shifted and pivoted my writing career a bit. And I started doing health and wellness writing. And actually, toward the end of my career, I did marketing writing for a hospital system. I did marketing writing at the corporate headquarters of a, a very well-known retail pharmacy chain whose name I will not <laughs> not mention. Yeah, I don't know if I can or not, so I won't. But if you shop in one of these stores, it's a there's a good chance you saw one of my things. And I'm sorry. It, I kind of apologize being funny, but it's like I'm probably one of those people that wrote one of those, you know, shop sale now, you know, emails that flooded your inbox. So, but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so writing, copywriting in the medical field, and then kind of moving on to what then after that? Yeah, reflexology. So for those people who don't know, reflexology is very simply put, it's kind of like massage therapy for feet. I love working with athletes and helping people regain function. And what happened was a few years ago, at the point where I was kind of really getting up to here with the corporate world, I'd always really, really wanted to be more of an entrepreneur and uh, just hadn't really reached that level of success with it. So I was hanging on to the job, you know, the golden handcuffs. And so as fate would have it, at the point where I really said, I cannot stand this anymore. My soul is dying. I have to quit. Wouldn't you know it? They had corporate layoffs and I was one of several hundred people who was laid off. You know, it was kind of like, okay, the universe is speaking to me saying, here's this wonderful severance package. Go focus on reflexology. And so I have. I'm still doing some freelance writing actually for, for a year. I tasked myself with. A, a really fun project. I wrote a blog post every week that's like inspirational, but with a modern day twist. I kind of call it uh, the fusion of all I need to know I learned in kindergarten combined with the subtle art of not giving up. Where, where's your blog? Where can we read this and follow your, your journey? My writing name is wendyzlewis.com. Lewis is L-E-W-I-S. Yeah. And so I'm working on compiling all those blog posts into a book, and I'm really excited to get that out and so I can reach people with that. But as far as paying the day-to-day -day bills, I have this wonderful private reflexology practice now. And although I love working with people and working with clients, I, I find that I'm kind of back to that trading hours for dollars thing. And I'm sure that's you know something you've probably heard a few times. So along the way, I think I got the idea from one of your broadcasts, you had a guest on. And he was he had this innovative way of teaching people to play piano. And he created an online course. And I think at last we checked in, he had earned about a million dollars from this course, which is amazing. It's wonderful. So I was thinking, okay, reflexology course, you know, and also in the last year with COVID, we've all been spending a lot more time at home. People are working at home, they're with their families. So I thought my thought process was going more toward not so much teaching people to be professional reflexologists, but rather using reflexology as a healing tool to bond with 
spouses, partners, children, help create deeper bonds with people they love and care about. I've kind of tested out the ideas with a few people and so far reception has been very good. But but <laughs> the problem and what I wanted to discuss with you is, first of all, there seems to be this huge learning curve as far as creating an online course. And from my background in marketing and doing some video production, it's not exactly foreign to me. You know, my reflexology website is is good. I've got videos up on there, but creating an online course just seems to have this gigantic learning curve and it's almost overwhelming. And also I feel like there's probably going to be at least a year before I can really launch this thing. Why do you say that? Well, from my learning so far, I'm taking an online course actually about how to create online courses. It just seems to be this huge thing and so many things I have to learn and get into place first. However, I'm thinking too, I'm wondering if there are any suggestions you might have, if there are any ways to get some smaller income streams started to kind of push me forward with some momentum. Got any thoughts thus far? Definitely, Wendy. I have some ideas for you. Uh, as you know, I'm, I'm very proficient with online courses and have gotten a system down for creating them. And we have now 10 online courses, both paid and free in the SPI world. And so this is a great conversation that we're going to have because I am so in love with courses and what they can do. They allow you to share information to take that information once, package it, and then continually help people over time and get results. And that's really fascinating. And the reason why I asked that question, well, why do you think it's going to take a year is because very common, we often think these things like writing a book, which feels so heavy, or creating an online course, which feels so heavy and different from writing blog posts. We put them on this pedestal. We, we treat them as this giant thing where the real strategy is how do we make this as simple as possible for us? If this were easy, what would it look like? That's a question that Tim Ferriss asked me once. And oftentimes we, especially people like you and I, who are so into everything, we try to put everything into it and then it takes a lot of time. So let me give you a strategy that may work and we can kind of talk about it and maybe massage it, if you will, to turn it into something, pun intended there, uh, so that we can actually maybe get a plan for you coming out of this conversation. Does that sound okay? Uh, yeah, thank you. Okay, cool. So the very first thing is to understand what is this course transformation going to be, right? Before we lay down the bricks on what this course is going to actually include, what is the ultimate outcome? This influences what the sales and marketing is going to be about, which luckily you are proficient in uh, from your previous career. And secondly, it helps a person understand whether or not this is for them or not for them. If it's a little confusing as to whether or not this is the transformation they want, then there's analysis paralysis. There's people aren't going to be sure and they're not going to make a decision, right? So we have to be so clear with what the transformation, what's the promise of this course, what's life like on the other end of this. The more clear you can get with that, the more clear decision, yes or no, is going to be for a person up front. And that's going to make everything moving forward so much easier for you. So that's kind of like step number one. Step number two will then be like reverse engineering that result into a course format, meaning, okay, what are the steps required to go from where they're at now and the problems and the pains that they have to that goal that we have? I know a classic way to do this is, for example, you take a post-it note and you write down that transformation and boom, you just smack it on the right side on the wall. And then you take another post-it note and you have, okay, here's where they're at now. Here's the pains that they have. Boom, you smack that on the left-hand side. And now your job is to fill in the gaps in the middle. How do we go from left side to right side. And my favorite way to do this is to not think linearly to start because our brains do a great job of coming up with ideas, but not a great job of coming up with them in the order that they should be coming out in. And so we can actually take advantage of this by going, okay, let's just like throw up 
other post-it notes, almost kind of spewing them out of you. Whatever you think may be included to go from A to Z, right? Anything and everything, even if it's bad, we can remove and edit later, but we need to turn off the editing part of our brain and turn on that creative, okay, just here's everything I know, here's everything that I've learned that just goes in here. And something magical happens because at this point you start to see clusters of things. Oh, these four post-it notes seem to kind of relate to each other. Okay, let's take the post-it notes out and move them around and create a little cluster there. Here's another cluster, another grouping. And these groups start to form and you start to maybe go, okay, well, there's two of these. Let me remove one of them. Oh, this seems to be missing here. Let me add another one. And it's a very sort of organic sort of brainstorming session, mind mapping, if you will, that then results in, wow, here is cluster number one. That seems to be step two in this process. Here's another cluster, which is the first part, which is like mindset. Here's the fifth part, which is like the final step. And you can start to move things around. And all of a sudden, you have your outline in front of you, just kind of magically. I've done this process with writing books. I've done this with smaller pieces of content with every single course was built in this way, because then the outline becomes your production plan. The outline becomes your production plan. When you nail the outline, you don't have to nail exactly what the title of each lesson is or the modules, but at least it gives you an understanding, almost like a prototype. This is actually a form of what this will become. And you could even share it with people at that point, the people you've already connected with. You can be like, hey, this is what I'm thinking of creating. How does this feel to you? And you can get them to start poking holes for you. You can get them to start resonating with it and validating what you're doing, which is really interesting. And then at this point, after maybe another round of changes based on that feedback, you have a really interesting decision to make. You could do what a lot of people do, which is you film the whole thing, you just kind of go, okay, module one, I'm gonna get done this week, module two, I'm gonna get done this week, you have the whole thing done, and then you sell it all at the end. That's sort of um, option A. Option B is to film module one, and then you pre-sell it, and then you can build the next modules sort of with those students in there. Option C, which is becoming more and more popular now, this is what you might call a cohort-based course to start out with. You take a group of people who said they're interested, and really you don't need very many to do the job because the purpose is on that first launch to not make a huge amount of money. It is to walk people through this process, to help them get results, to fine-tune the course. You've already gotten a little bit of payment up front from those beta testers. They're almost forcing you to create it as you go, right? So, hey, week one starts on this date, and then you prepare the workshop of the lesson for that week, and then they do homework, and they come back with you the next week, and that's becoming module two. And then eventually at the end, you'll have everything filmed, which could then lead to your digital course that could come out later more publicly. And the beauty of this is now you have real results from real people who have gone through it with you before, which does two things for you. Number one, obviously testimonials are great for sales. But number two, you now have the confidence that this thing actually works. And so now you're going to be more confident in your messaging moving forward. And the cool thing about that is you're building it as you go. You don't need to produce the whole thing up front. You could kind of go along with your student. That's kind of a quick rundown of different ways that you could approach this. And it wouldn't take you a year to do unless you purposefully don't carve out the time to do it, obviously. How are you feeling with these options or, or what we've discussed so far? No, that's very interesting. I'm curious, how many people would you feel is like a good number if I were to do like the beta testing group? I would say 10. Okay. So that's pretty small. 
Yeah, pretty small because the purpose is, again, that's your first launch and it's just to kind of get the bugs out, if you will, and get like just get it out there. It forces you to get it out there. And then come the second time with these testimonials and your confidence, maybe now you can start maybe putting some marketing dollars behind it. Maybe you can start utilizing the email list that you have a little bit more and going much bigger, much wider, more aggressive, maybe a campaign behind it where for two weeks you write blog posts that sort of open people up to this idea that dispel all the myths and then kind of you have this special launch with a special discount. Your beta students likely are going to get a, a little bit of a discount on eventually what this will become as far as price, but they also get more access to you than anybody ever will in the course launches in the future. That's the benefit of doing this live with you in a way is they get to ask questions almost in real time with you at certain moments. The way to do that would be even just as simple as a Zoom call. Hey, for two hours every Monday, we're going to get on a Zoom call. There's a one hour every Friday to just ask questions. If you want to pop in, you don't have to. And then by the end of four weeks, boom, you have all this stuff so that insert transformation here. So it doesn't have to take a year. That sounds great. Do you have any suggestions on how I might be able to find some people? Now, one of the great things about doing a course that draws me to it is the fact that I can reach people outside of my geographical region. But the downside is I don't know how to reach <laughs> how to reach those people yet. Well, I mean, whether it's a digital course, I mean, the cool thing is, yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't have to be and it shouldn't be in person. This is anywhere in the world people can come in. So there's a number of different ways you can do this. You can utilize your network and ask people that you already have contact with to see if there's anybody that they might know that want to participate in this. And you could offer those people who send you people maybe, you know, hey, I'll give you $50 if you send anybody over to take this beta course with me, you know, you can offer them that and you don't pay them unless they bring people over. So there's really no loss. Another way to do it would be to, for example, promote a free training. Maybe it's a 30 minute or one hour, everything you need to know about reflexology in and out. Maybe it's not everything. Maybe it's just a small little thing, right? Or how to cure your headaches with reflexology or whatever the one solution is, right? And then you promote this webinar. It's the one thing people know that they're just going to be with you for a short period of time. Or maybe even if it's a live stream on Facebook or Instagram or what have you, where you're just kind of talking about and providing value. And at the tail end of this thing, the tail end of this webinar, if you will, I prefer the webinar approach because you get to collect email addresses up front. And it's more of like an event versus just, oh, kind of a casual live, but it's a training that you get access to. You sit down with the chat room and you're kind of watching when you get in there and talk and teach and provide value. And then at the end you go, hey, by the way, I'm also launching a program. It's in its beta phase right now. We're only going to take a few amount of people. But if you're interested in this, you're going to get a discount. Here's what it entails. Here's what you're going to get. You're going to work with me for four weeks. If you're interested, here's the sales page. And now, of course, because you have those emails from that webinar, you can follow up with them. You can give them more information. Hey, if you want to chat about this, give me a call. Would love to get on a phone call with you to just talk you through what this is going to entail. It's going to take a little bit of work. It's not a just throw up the web page and it's not a if you build it they will come sort of situation but if you don't build it nothing's going to happen <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure now this is this is really interesting just the idea of thinking mu much smaller and breaking things down into very small chunks I, I mean i've been kind of what i've been getting into on my reflexology website lately is just you know a lot of my clients are asking the same questions you know for example like oh i feel so embarrassed i fell asleep you know so i made this video is it okay to fall asleep during a session and you know new clients who haven't been to see me yet they see my video they get a little acquainted with me they get their questions answered so i'm i'm having really a lot of fun doing the videos yeah so it's like what you're saying really makes a lot of sense in the way that for example i could just say hey, you know, tune in, I'm going to have this thing about how to reduce stress with this one simple reflexology technique, blah, blah, blah. Great headline. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So th yeah, no, this is, these are great ideas. 
I love this because then what this does is it allows you to fail small so you can win big. It's it's an iterative approach. This is why I talk about my book, Will It Fly? Let's take like a baby step number one. We get a green light. Cool. Let's move on to next step. Green light. Cool. Next step. Green light. Cool. Let's keep going. Versus what most people do is they kind of like keep it all inside. And then when it's ready, finally, and who knows how long, you let the world know and then nobody says anything and you're shouting from the rooftops and you have no connections, no previous green lights where you've made contact with people to validate anything that you could go back to. The nice thing about this strategy is anybody who comes to the webinar or the training, you know they're interested in this. And now you're already building a relationship and providing value, which then allows for a conversation to happen. And the natural conclusion to the end of the conversation is the start of this program versus just you entering the party and going like, Dr. Wendy here, buy my thing. I know we don't know each other yet, but... I promise this is great. So that's kind of the approach. It's a little bit longer, but it's a little bit more organic. This is where sales is headed in the future is the relationship approach, the providing value first approach, and having the solution just be like a no-brainer. You want people to go, Winnie, this is so great. How can I pay you for more of this information? Oh, by the way, I have this thing here that, you know. <laughs> Sounds good. Quick question. Would you have any suggestions for how I might know what I do? Like if I were to teach reflexology, obviously, if I'm face to face in person with somebody, it's very easy. They can see what I'm doing. But what I am teaching, I think this has been one of my fears is that, you know, I can't just use a slide and I can't exactly have somebody with their feet right here and demonstrate something. So do you have any suggestions on how I might be able to bridge that gap. Yeah, let me ask you a question. If I told you I was really stressed and you wanted to help me out today and use reflexology to do that, but I wouldn't have internet access for the next 2 days and I have to come back and watch something that you provided me, what would you what would you do to help me? How how would you help me personally in that way where I couldn't touch my feet right now, but you show me how to do something? Probably the easiest way would be to just shoot a really quick quick video and send it to the person. And what would be in that video? Well, I have some fake feet. I mean, if I could get like a, a real foot to show them or if it's I could use my own or I have these teaching. It's kind of, kind of funny, but I have like these plastic teaching feet. I could probably use one of those. There you go. Or a PDF or something. Yeah, there it is. You just told me the answer. And actually, I was going to ask you if there was such a thing as fake feet you could use. You've already said there, there are. If you were going to show somebody how to do CPR, you have like that dummy that you kind of do the thing with and then you're good to go. Maybe it like it sounds kind of weird right on the outside, but if you're like, hey, you're like I would just kind of play it up. I'd be like, hey guys, I want to introduce you to my foot. It's actually not my foot. This is a dummy foot. I know it's weird, but this is what I can do to best teach you right now. And then it's like, it's past. Maybe you give it a name, right? Here, this is Freddie the Foot or something. It's so know. funny you say that because I do have a Freddie the Foot. Are you serious? I, I'm totally serious. It's one of those, <laughs> you know, those gag feet that people put in their trunk. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, to make it look like they have a person in the trunk. That has been right. one of my best teaching tools, Freddie the Foot. Oh, that's good. It's not like bloody or anything, is it? No, no. <laughs> okay. Because I know I've seen some of those on the street where it's like, you know, there's like. No, no. Very friendly. That's really funny. Freddie the Foot. I guess that's just a common name for a foot, I guess. I know. Who knew that all feet were named Freddie? Cool, Wendy. So how are you feeling after this? Do you have sort of next steps in mind? Yeah, I feel really inspired. Actually, I'm going to just kind of sit down and brainstorm. What is the smallest thing I can do right now? You know, I have a not an extensive email list, but I do have an email list of about 150 people. I mean, I could definitely reach out to them. I know a few people in a coaching group who are in other parts of the world and say, hey, you know, I'm going to do this thing. Maybe I'll have this little webinar or something. And um, hey, try to get people interested. Pick a date and go for it. I love that. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it could be a, a webinar or it could even be even easier, a one-page PDF that solves all these problems that you know if people download, they're interested in it. If you put it up there and it doesn't move at all, it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Good thing I didn't create the whole course first. Like, let's figure out this problem. How do we position this message? How do we get them interested? What's the gateway or what's the door to come in? Then we can move on to the next steps, bring them in the door, and then you serve them the hors d'oeuvres, welcome in, and then... It's true. And one, one thing that I like about this is, you know, what I just mentioned is like, well, how do I show them something visually is I'm realizing that that might actually be a positive to this potential negative is that, well, we can talk about it face to face, but then there has to be a follow up. Oh, I'll send you this video. Oh, I'll send you this whatever that shows exactly what I'm talking about. So, yeah, that's great. Good job. No, that's that's fantastic. I like it, Wendy. I'm so motivated now. Thank you. Thank you, Pat. Good. That was my job. You're welcome. Uh, one more time. Where can people find your work? Yes, my writing, if you want to go to my writing site, it's wendyzlewis.com and reflexology. Everything you want to know about reflexology is prana. That's P like Peter, R-A-N-A, reflexology.com. Pranareflexology.com. Awesome. Thank you, Wendy. This has been great. Appreciate you. Thank you, Pat. You take care. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Wendy. And again, just to point out, a lot of these things that are often seen as much bigger than they actually are, this is a very common problem with us entrepreneurs. And as Tim Ferriss always says, and this is something that he's taught me, uh, if this were easy, what would it look like? And let's start there before we overcomplicate things. So Wendy, I wanna wish you all the best of luck. Again, you can check out Wendy's writing at wendyzlewis.com or her reflexology website at prana, that's P-R-A-N-A, not fish prana, but prana, P-R-A-N-A, reflexology.com. Wendy, thank you so much, and thank you for listening all the way through. I appreciate you, appreciate all the reviews that have been coming in. This is just incredible as we're getting into the 1200th episode of Ask Pat. Just want to say thank you again so much, and I look forward to serving you in the next episode. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And as always, peace out and Team Flynn for the win. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Ask Pat at askpat.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Our senior producer is Sarah Jane Hess. Our series producer is David Grabowski. And our executive producer is Matt Gartland. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Ask Pat is a production of SPI Media. We'll catch you in the next session. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. 
Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.